What's good, Diners? It's your boy Eru, host of the Dynex Podcast. Starting a little late today, man. As, as always, there's always a bug in this thing, man. Uh, Mr. State's going to be running a little bit late. So I'm going to freestyle a little bit, man. There's a couple of things that I wanted to talk to is kind of lead into what me and State were going to talk about. Before we get into that, man, how you like the intro? That's going to be the new intro for the Dynex Podcast. Every time you see me come on, I'll pop that on. And, um, you know, I got some other things that I'm going to put on for other shows and stuff like that. But anyway, you know, shout out to um, Jarrell and um, Lee Valentin. It was on a little earlier. We did a little off-take, off-topic um, podcast. I think we're going to keep that, but I'm not sure if it's going to stay football. You know, we, we might just um, switch that up as time goes on, man. But, you know, as, as we go along here, I actually want to talk about, um, you know, Tom Thibodeau and um, the Shane, the Shaheen Galloway stuff, man. So for those that, that don't, don't really know too much about Shaheen um, Galloway, excuse me, uh, he's the the head coach for um for Seton Hall, man, right? Seton Hall head coach. He also used to play for Seton Hall, you know, and also St. Peter's too in, in New Jersey. And he was also actually born in Queens, right? So there's a whole bunch of things going on with this man. But um, you know, one thing for sure that he was definitely invited to um the Knicks training camp. So let's let's um let's pull up um so just a basic thing. If you're gonna look up a player or look up anybody in this world, everybody goes into Wikipedia because that's like the most like uh uh what do you call it? um accurate place to go right so check it out we got shaheen holloway if you look at the right hand side of the screen he's 45 so this is my age group so i remember shaheen holloway when, when he came through you know um he's at he actually like i said he's playing in new jersey st patrick st patrick was a powerhouse you know uh danny hurley a couple other guys that um played play for these um different places here but you know they got a chance to play in the summertime i saw him a lot you know um he's my height 510 you know seven um excuse me uh, uh 173 pounds you know, at the time when when I was his age, you know, like around when we was coming up together, I was about like 145. So he was heavier than me. So I remember I never played against him. I'm not going to lie and say that I played against him or anything like that. But um, but I'm, I was very familiar with him because he definitely came up in my era and stuff like that. He's a little older than me, you know, like two years older than me. But I definitely remember Sheen Holloway and um, stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not sure if he remembers um, playing with um, Xavier Williams and some of those guys from from Brooklyn. You know, but um, this this is definitely my age group, so I'm I'm very familiar with Shane Holloway. But um, you know, like I said, right, five ten, you know, one seventy eight, especially um d- during the era that he was coming up in, it's not really like the best. You know, he's not really the best size to come up with. Usually, the point guards at the time were coming up like six foot three, you know, maybe six one, six foot. But five ten, you know, once you get into the five ten range, it's it's kind of pushing it. Uh, guys like um, you know, Muggsy Bogues and some other players. You want to say Michael Adams for those that want to Google those type of type of players. Um, it is possible to succeed in the NBA um, playing at that height, but you know, you know, coming to the league, especially not being that that um crazy in college. Let's pull up his numbers. Uh, one thing that sticks out for a guy like Shane Holloway was um it's always just his handle because that was the era. You know, his handle was crazy. Um, and um, you know, he did, he he um passed the ball pretty well. So let's um let's take a look at his stats here. See if I can make this a little bigger for you guys. Uh, pull up his stats. Uh, this is this is his record for um for here as as a coach. Let me see if I can get his um his player stats. Uh, yeah, I apologize for that, but I mean his player stats. I feel like he, he averaged thirteen points. I know, uh, and um, and maybe like a nine assists. Let me let me, let me get this together because I, I think I had the wrong thing popped up here. So um, Sheen Holloway college stats. I had to do it the long way now. So Mr. Sheen Holloway, like I said, he's a short guy. I remember him as as a player. Uh, he came up in our in our era. Like I said, in our era, it was uh, mostly about um, you know penetration, dribbling, penetrating. Here, here we go. This is his stats here. 
that was the style of play back in the days. You, you had to be able to get to the basket, specifically a New York City point, type of point guard, New York City metropolitan area kind of point guard. You had to get to the basket. So his game was getting to the basket. Uh, he was a, a decent scorer when he first came along, 17 points per game, 15. You see nine there. You see 13 points. This this has to do with with the um with the people that were on the on the roster, you know that for for his points totals to go up and down. But like I said, the steals, you know, steals also went up and down too. So that's interesting. I, I think I'm a, I'm a actually click the uh, school to see who we played with during these times. 96, 97. This is this is my uh, my senior year of high school here. So like like I said, I'm definitely familiar with with him during this time. Let's um take a look at who we played with. He played with um these like these are like a ragtag a bunch of names here. You got Lavelle Sanders, Daniel Williams, nobody that you're ever going to remember. But um, what was their record at the time? They were 10 and 18. Uh, let's check out the next season. They're 15 and 15. Let's see if we see any names here. Lavelle Sanders, same same um, ragtag group of um, people here. But I, I guess he was the best player there. That's why he was the, high, the heavy scorer. Let's check out the next year. The next year, he averaged nine points per game. So um, his points went down. I, was, I just want to see who he played with. Uh, Dwayne Jordan, Chuck Moore. There's nobody here to, to really to really call home about what was what was their record, uh, fifteen and fifteen. So he, he didn't really have that great of a success like early on in his career. So this is his his um his most uh, productive year. He had he was his team was twenty two and ten. Let's see who he played with. Uh, nobody did you really could remember here. You got um Darius Lane, uh, Samuel Dallenbert. That that's a name that sticks out. Uh, these, these are guys that, that later on started to, to come in and play well. So I guess the next groups, when Salon Downbler came in, the next group that came in after him, those are the guys that really started to, like, um, really bring up the Seton Hall program and stuff. But during so, – all right, so during this time, um, Shane Holloway wasn't really, you know, that that highly touted. So he – you know, I'm, I'm pulling up his stats and stuff like that just to connect him uh, coming to the Knicks. When he got to the Knicks, um, he, he wasn't drafted as number one. He went undrafted uh, coming into the league. And – um. You know the, the Knicks invited him to summer league, so um, the the big thing about that is is, is this interview that he did, uh, that um, I, I think this is the Up and Smoke or what is it the this with the the podcast with Matt Barnes and um, Stephen Jackson. Let's see if I can pull this up here. I'm gonna share where I sh where I first saw it from. It's from a Twitter account called Sports Chatter Fire Fire Tips. It's, it's Nick's Chatter Nick's Chatter um thing here on on, on Twitter. So this is the the clip here from um what's the name of this podcast? Anyway, I don't listen to the podcast because I, I don't I don't like to hear Matt Barnes talk and I don't like to hear Stephen Jackson talk. Both of those guys, they they like to to make themselves into be like these big super thugs, you know, and then like the energy that they keep as if that this they, they still got like guys on the street, you know, selling drugs for them and stuff like that. You know, they they're, they're pretty cool, you know. I I like Matt my Barnes and in this um you know the the interaction with his um little boys and stuff. That's pretty cool. But when they start talking about this. You know, certain things, they always got like this aura as if they were like some kind of big time street guys, which kind of like turns me off a little bit. But anyway, let, let's, let's just get into um, this interview here. So I, I'll just play with this in this entirety for this for this clip, because this is what really intrigued me about this whole conversation. I went to the Knicks because my silly self, like New York, I'm home. I can make it. Now, back then, no one was telling you that they got three guards on guaranteed contract. So now there's Charlie Ward, there's, there's um, Chris Childs, and there's Rick Brunson. Right, and Rick Brunson's my guy. So now I'm like, all right, well, I play Rick Brunson in the summer leagues. Like I'm like, I can, I can, get, I can get his job. I can get at him. Yeah, I can get yeah, it. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Right, but like you don't know that Rick's been there for two or three years. You know, Tibbs at the time was a center coach. Tibbs love him. 
like hey, Mace love him, God bless the dead. Oakland, like hey, like he's been there for three years. Like so, I mean, he uses um Tibbs' name by by um he calls Tim's um Tom Thibodeau's name out outright, just saying it was Tibbs guy. You know, Tibbs like Rick Brunson. So that, that's the politics in sports. Like there's certain guys on the roster that guys just simply like. You know, so like it makes you wonder like why certain guys get more opportunity than others. Now I did say that the Galloway was five ten, but like I said, it, like from from the era that I, that I came in, Galloway was a big name. He used to bust everybody's ass in the summertime. I remember just seeing him a lot in the summertime, summertime tournaments and stuff. Um, like I said, you know, like he was playing really good. You know, um, for for that time for the point guards or whatever. So he was a big name. He went undrafted because of his size. Excuse me. So let's keep it a buck with that. You know, but we'll, we'll get into it, man, because he he's, um, he brings up Tom Tibble a couple times in his interview. He's a he's one of their guys, right? Right. So I chose to go to the Knicks camp. Home. I'm I'm in here. I'm working, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I'm working. I'm working. These dudes working. Like I never forget this. Anthony Mason was like, "Yo, this dude belong on the team." Like I don't know about mm-hmm. the politics part of it. Mm-hmm. This dude belong on the team. Like Charles Oakley, right? I know he's a big brother to the show. Right, so Charles Oakley's like, yo, he's gonna be my little man in veteran camp. Like, I'm gonna mm. take care of him. Yeah. Right. So I'm rocking. I'm- so I'll stop it there because I mean guys like Deuce McBride. I mean, Deuce McBride got got um got the co-sign from Dirk Rose, he got the co-sign from, from Kemba Walker early on in in um his Nick career as well. You know, so certain guys know that he can play, but you have to break the wall of, of um of you know Tom Thibodeau, the Tom Thibodeaus of the world, the guys that are stuck in the old school. Um, realm where you have I have my guy that's been um, playing for X while of time. He's been doing all the work for me. But yeah, you might be better than him, but I'm not going to give you the opportunity over the guy that's already doing the work here, which is bullshit, man. Because in professional sports, I feel like that should be done with. Because um, you know, in in high school, I will understand. I'll give you my story. The high school that I went to, like I, I told the story once before, that I actually went into training camp. You know, not training camp, uh, conditioning, basketball conditioning. Went through all the cuts and everything like that. So I ended up getting cut. Was I cut because I wasn't good? I was cut because um because I, I just like the, my, my coach is like where the hell were you this whole time you know what I'm saying it's like, I can't I can't I'll tell this kid that I'm gonna cut you from the basketball team when he has a partial scholarship to go to like another school a D1 school or he has a full scholarship to a D3 school you know meanwhile the, the dude don't got no left hand he, you know he, he can't shoot can't shoot free throws he can't get to the basket but some D3 school wants him to be their starting point guard you, you get what I'm saying so I so I get that but when it comes to the pro level man like this is business. So I mean, Rick Brunson, you know, maybe maybe he might have been like friends with with certain people. Uh, Sprewell and and Rick Brunson supposed to have been best friends, you know. Like I said, Tom Thibodeau was coming up in the in the ranks too. Maybe Tom Thibodeau was friends with um Sprewell, trying to get you know uh, brownie points with with certain players like that to get his career up. You know, so there's a lot of politics in there. So so having to do with that has not has nothing to do with his skill set uh, and things like that. There's there's a few players that I could think of um recently, especially uh, there's another Seton Hall kid that um that I can't get his name right now. If uh, somebody in the chat will pop it up for me. Um, you know, he was actually their star player in Seton Hall, but then the next game was shot. He might have said a little bit too much, and then now he's not in the league. You know, they had a, little, a couple a couple issues here, but the Knicks were paying him. So, I mean, they kept giving him these little superficial contracts that keep paying him, but then they ended up waiving him anyway. You know, he played in the G League a little bit. I think he went to the Bucks as well. I can't get the guy guy's name, but um, he was also from Seton Hall as well. So, I mean, so I, I get I get the whole thing, man, but, I, but politics and sports, you know, it just sucks. Miles Powell, there you go, Mr. Mr. Julian Tran. I appreciate you. Yeah, Miles Powell. He, um, the Knicks kept giving him little stupid contracts, um, you know, just to keep his pockets um on fed, uh, because somebody liked him in an organization. But Tom Thibodeau couldn't get him to break the 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 chain of command because you got guys like Burks and 
roles and all this other stuff. So you can't, you know, you're just not going to get opportunity. So I think that's what happened with um, uh, Miles, uh, not, not uh, Miles McBride. I think that's what happened with him. He got sent to purgatory and the in the G League, destroying the G League. When it comes to the NBA, it can't even um, get, you know, can't even get the ball in his hands as a point guard. So I, I just think that's that's a big problem, man. So I, I'm just going to continue with the with the video to see if you can get into some more of this um, stuff here. Never forget this, man. Like, this takes my mind. That's why I tell the kids all the time. We in practice, right? So you know Tibbs, they do three days, and two of them is all defensive practice, right? So um, Rick Brunson came down and scored, and he elbowed me. Boom. I'm like, all right. So I went down and scored on him. The very next play, he bring the ball up. I rip him. I scored. Tibbs was like, yo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Young fella. He's a veteran. Go stand on the wall. The next two practices, he me on the wall, bro. I ain't said word. That's crazy to me. You know, so I, I can see that happening now. So th this is this the, the connection I'm trying to make with this Shane Holloway stuff, man. I can see that happening now. I can see uh, Deuce McBride stripping Kemba. Or I can see him stripping um, um, Burks. Or this guy, Miles Powell, like like I'm talking about. I can see Miles Powell dropping, you know, dropping 30 on, on um any of these guys. Busting their ass, talking shit, and this, that, and the other. And I can see uh, an asshole like, like Tom Thibodeau saying, Hey, that's a veteran. You can't do that. Go stand in the corner now. You know what I'm saying? Now your career is over because you're nice and you 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 thinking that um if I play my my best and my my hardest, I might have a shot to make an NBA team. So um, but but that's not the case. When you show up to these NBA arenas, you have to know who's there. You gotta have an agent that that's that has their foot in the, in the sand that knows what these guys are looking for, so you don't go in there and, and blow your opportunity just because you you just thinking that I'm gonna just go in there and destroy guys when that's not the case. When it comes to pro sports, it's not about you going in there and destroying guys. It's about you going in there and uh, and um, getting a job, securing a job. You know, not necessarily um, trying to make somebody else look bad. Which, which to me, it, it shouldn't be. Like I, I feel like some of these these new teams now that that are um, that are succeeding in the NBA now. There's a lot of youth, a lot of young guys that that are getting opportunities. With the, the NBA has changed. This is not the '90s and stuff where where on um, the veterans run the league. Where you, where you got guys that are like 35 and 37 that are starting. You know, 32, you know, 31, 32, 33, 34, starting in the NBA, and the whole starting lineup is in their late is in their mid to late 30s, quote unquote, in their prime and all this sort of stuff. You know, while the the young guys just got to sit and wait their turn. You know, this this is a different era here now, where where guys like like um Chris Paul is like 30, whatever he is, 38 years old. I don't know how old Chris Paul is, but he he's starting and playing in the rotation with guys in their early 20s and stuff. So like, it doesn't matter like um like whether or not. Uh, you have that veteran thing. Like this is not the '90s anymore. So, I, like this, this is the big point with with Tom Thibodeau. Like I, I'm sick. I'm sick of um of of talking about it. Like he he wants us to um watch games three or four times and this that and the other. But meanwhile, stuff like this happens and it continues happens in the NBA. Continues to happen. We cannot get better if you're gonna have a guy like this in charge. Right. Right. At this point, and Sheen Holloway's talking about um tom thibodeau as an assistant coach he wasn't even like a a name coach at the time he was just a guy that just came on as an assistant so you're talking about a guy that's trying to keep his job as well so you know you have to um uh, keep rick brunson happy you know you have to because guys like him or whatever you you can't make rick you know rick brunson look bad you know just for shane holloway to come up or whatever because you're trying to keep your job you get what i'm trying to say so you know this this is this is what he came up with but I mean, like I'm starting to tell you guys that the time has changed. So let, let me let me hear what else he has to say. Because I mean, the interview is almost over. It's about like 13 seconds. Let me see if he has anything else to say. So people are like, yo, Rick, why you do that, bro? You know how Tibbs is going to do that. He's like, yo, he trying to take my spot. Mm -hmm. And I'm not mad. I was mad at him then. 
then mm-hmm. when you look back at them, you get it. Surviving, you feel me? Yeah, so I, I get it, man. You know, he's trying to survive to protect his job and this and the other. But you know, the, the point I'm trying to make, man, is that like those days are over, man. If guys are better than other guys, you got to give those guys opportunities. Uh, Tom Thibodeau uh, dropped the ball um, last season by by um, by you know saying that that Walker wasn't the, wasn't the fit. Then he put Burks as a starter. Meanwhile, you got Deuce and you got Quickly and all these guys waiting in the wing. He didn't go to his the guys that he had. He he didn't um, at that point that was an opportunity to take Quickly and put him in a starting spot and just let him let him do what he does. You know what I'm saying? Other other teams have done it. You know, so I, I just don't understand why he didn't just give quickly the the, the reins at that point. Uh, Deuce McBride as well. If if you're not if um Rose is hurt and Walker's out, why isn't Deuce McBride called up to be that that backup point guard? You draft him for a reason, you know. So I, I those these are the type of things that that really irks me as um as a fan of basketball, especially nowadays when you, when you see all these other young guys step in and and and, uh, and really contributing and stuff. So um you know shout out to Zashin Holloway. You know he was able to to get himself together. Uh, basketball I still stay in the circle whatever and um and show the kids show the kids uh, and tell them these stories you know from the old nba and stuff like this just to give them a perspective about what these nba teams are are um are looking for so i'm i'm hoping that all these stars that that come into the into the league you know um these these guys that are coaching in the college and stuff like that or all these young guys they say like like Monty Williams and uh what's the other dude the, the african dude that that um this this coaching the, the Boston Celtics. I'm hoping these guys are changing the, um, this whole uh, rhetoric, the old um, style of, of basketball, where where the veterans run the run the league and um, they, they don't let guys um, show their skill. You know, you got to pay your dues and this and the other, or just or just like break your confidence to the point where you just don't play basketball anymore. You know, so a guy like Shane Holloway, he never got his chance to play in the, in the NBA. He he got a chance with with the Knicks. He blew that chance. That was a mistake on his part. And he, he he does talk about this in his interview, but then also the Washington Wizards as well. He went there. Um, that's probably another team he probably shouldn't have went to because um I, I think at the time when when he got drafted, Ross Strickland was over there, if I'm not mistaken. You know, so you know that that was probably a mistake on his part to go there as well. Like, I'm not really sure the timeline, but I know he came out in the in the 90s, 1997, 96, 97. So I, I know the Wizards had their own things going on there. You know, you know what I'm saying. So that might have been a bad decision on his part as well. But um, you know, as far as him playing overseas and stuff, if you look at his Wikipedia, I think he did go on to play overseas and that type of thing. But it's good to see that that he was able to find um his um his niche, um you know, and actually you know playing you know doing a, a really great job uh, coaching these um Seton Hall Knights here, man. Um, you know, the, with their with the nice little run that they had in, in the in the playoffs and stuff. Hopefully, you know, it would be so funny for a guy like Shaheen Holloway to get his chance to coach in the NBA or something like that. And uh, and really like um get into those rooms that Tom Thibodeau's been in all these all these years and uh and just kick him kick his ass on the way out, you know because I mean Tom Thibodeau to me you know if uh, you know just just from 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 this conversation alone just from this was happening with the Shaheen Holloway stuff the story that he that he told here um you know Tom Thibodeau shouldn't be in the NBA you know he shouldn't be our coach you know we, we shouldn't even be talking about this dude anymore we should be talking about the young guys that we have on the roster and things of that nature so anyway. You know, state's supposed to be coming in here. State is, is um is at work. You know, uh, state just hit me up saying that that he was um on his way trying to get himself together. Uh, I'm not sure if we if we are gonna see him t- uh, tonight, but we'll see, man. We got a, got a few more minutes to see. He said he's he said he's heading upstairs now, so we'll see if state will come up in here. You know, hopefully he's watching and he can see me um talking here, calling him out, and I'm uh, trying to get him here, or whatever. So I mean, it, it is it is hard to get to get these podcasts together, man. Like I try to keep get a schedule going. And um, I, I think I will do that this summer just to keep um, things honest here because um, we, we can't be going on like, like this where, where we have a podcast um, scheduled and then we got to completely 
you know get rid of it because we just can't make the um, the pod. So I, you know, I apologize on that for 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 fans that that watch the show. Um, I'm gonna try to be more consistent. You know, I have a lot of things that I want to talk about, but I just haven't been able to do it. Uh, this especially with like say like a, a character like Shaheen Holloway and this story with Tom Thibodeau. These are all important stories that need to be told that that, that people are not uh, really focusing on. And um, you know, I just think it's important um, that these stories get um, can come out there. That way, that those that are so gun ho about keeping Tom Thibodeau as the head coach here, we'll, we'll get the full picture and understand why most of us can't stand this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? We can't stand Tom Thibodeau for a reason, not just because, oh, we're just um, the, one of those guys that just every year we want to fire the coach because we're not winning. It's, it's simply not like that. You know, it's, it's a lot deeper than, than, than that. And, and these stories like this, I understand that all the stuff to be true. And this all happens um, a, lot, a lot more often than, than a lot of people give credit for. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, going forward with the Knicks, man, you know, I, I just I just want the Knicks to win. I, I don't care how we win or how we lose or whatever. I, I, just, I just want to be a competitive basketball team, and I, and I want to utilize the, the people that we have on the roster. So, um, you know, while we're waiting for State here, because State State wants to get into um, uh, some of some of the the um, like like uh, he he wants to talk about how we can improve the roster. We he, we're both going to give three ways to improve the roster. So you know, while we're doing that, let's let's get that prepared. We got um, I'm gonna do the the Knicks um. What do you call a uh, basketball reference? I'll put that up so we can um get that going here. So let me share this. Let me stop sharing this. Share this up here, up here. And I'll share the screen so we can get the whole Knicks roster. All right. So I mean, this is the Knicks roster here. Uh, I'm just looking at look. This is this is all the plays that we had this year. Just looking at some of these guys here. Ferron Hunt. We didn't get a chance to see him play. These are guys that the front office signed that Tom Thibodeau just ignored. So I mean, conversations like like that, that we just had with um with this Galloway, with this Holloway dude, Shaheen Holloway, uh, Ferran Hunt doesn't stand a chance with Tom Thibodeau as a coach. He's never going to get a shot. the The front office um saw the the talent, whatever, and they put him in a room with Tom Thibodeau, and um Tom Thibodeau just going to have him stand in the corner, just like Shaheen said, stand, go stand in the corner, and uh, I'll call you when I need you. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Ryan Archinado, he's another guy associated with Villanova. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting with that because uh, he actually played ball with um, with um, Brunson, Rick Brunson's son, uh, which is co- a coincidence with Shane Holloway. There's the conversation with Shane Holloway that, um, you know, uh, this guy Brunson uh, actually played with Ryan Ar- Ar- Archie Canada, whatever his name is. You know, so there's, there's a connection there. So, I mean, it's very possible the Knicks front office could be looking at a dude like like um, like Brunson. But the, the question is, it comes back to Tom Thibodeau. That's why we can, I, I, me personally, I cannot get past the conversation because we got to keep, we have to put the Tom Thibodeau factor into this. If we make a move, is Tom Thibodeau gonna, gonna, going to okay it? You know, uh, shout out to, um, you know, what's, what's his name? Um, Cam Reddish. You know, we traded for Cam Reddish, traded first round pick for him. We had a need for him. You know, we had injuries and stuff. There was an easy spot in the rotation to stick Cam Reddish in there. And, and Tom Thibodeau refused to put him in. You know, Tom Tibble refused to put Cam Reddish in, 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 um, in the rotation and said that, yo, we already have my set rotation right in the middle of a losing streak. We were in the middle of a losing streak when he was talking about, oh, yeah, I got my set rotation and, and, all, and all this. You know, you know what I'm saying? So this is the guy that, that's running the, the, um, the, the team right now. So how could we get better with a guy like this running the basketball team? The, the good thing about it now is that Cam Reddish is on the roster, so he's going to have um, to see these guys in training camp and, um, and go with what he has. Now, the, now the, the the most important thing here is, is you got guys like Alec Burke, you got Evan Fournier, Rose is coming back, Todd Gibson's still on the roster. So these are a bunch of veteran guys that Tom Tibble is going to be going to. Um, right off the bat, he's going to go to those guys. 
you know, because that's who he knows. Those are the guys that's been in the league. Those are the guys that has that have a resume for him to go back and look at the data about what, what guys, how guys are, how good guys are. Um, these young guys don't have that that pedigree. You know, um, Emmanuel, excuse me, Emmanuel quickly is now going into what is on third year now. You know, third year um, playing in the NBA, two year veteran, third year coming into the NBA. He has um, he's he's just doing the work that Tom Tilda's accident to do. But can he get past the Alec Burke starting point guard thing? Can he get past um the Derek Rose, the love for Derek Rose? Can he can he overcome that to the to the degree where where you have to force forcibly play this guy? You know you have to forcibly play Emmanuel quickly. You know is he going to be good enough to do that? I just I just don't think that's gonna gonna happen. You know I just don't think that's gonna happen. We we stuck between a rock and a hard place. A guy like Obi Toppin, he was afraid um for the Tom Tibble was gonna pull him. It's not necessarily being afraid. Is that just the, the manner in which he does? If he's gonna pull Obi Toppin, that means that he's gonna disregard him and send him in the corner the same way that he did Sheen Holloway all those years ago. You know, it's not just that he's not playing Obi Toppin. It's just that he's disregarding him, disregarding his skills as a basketball player, not trying to um see how he can implement the offense to get him involved. No, it's just like, yo, you, you I just don't want you by. You know, I, I got Julius Randle. I, I got certain guys. I want, I want these guys to play. You know, it, it comes down to all these different things. Like Mitchell Robinson, uh, if Taj Gibson was five years younger, Mitchell Robinson would not play. Taj Gibson would be the starting center, and that would be the end of it. You know, but it's just that Taj Gibson is so old. That, that he can't go to him. He can't go to him because he's so old. But if Taj Gibson got it that night, all of a sudden Taj Gibson is going to give you 30-something minutes. You know, so th- this this is this is the, the coach that's running the, um, this team. And, um, you know, I'm calling out everybody else, man, everybody that this on, on Twitter mostly, that this talking all the junk about how, how um, you know, how, who do you want then? If, if you're going to get rid of Tom Tibble, who are we going to bring on to the team? You know, it, it doesn't matter. We need to get somebody in here that, that, um, that we, you, when you have a conversation – with the front office, if we make moves and this, that, and the other, we're going to be on the same page where you're going to um, use these guys that, that we bring onto the roster to the, to um, to make the team better. You know, the, not just use these guys. Um, you know, use only only the veterans. Only look at looking at the um, the team from one side. You know, you have to look at all 15 and how all these guys can could um, make make better make your team better. You know, shout out to the Pelicans. You know, all these different guys, man. You know, shout out to all these um, all these other teams, these new guys out here. Like I said, um, the the Boston Celtics coach. Um, the, like I said, the Pelicans coach, uh, Monty Williams and those guys, all these different coaches out there, they're, they're utilizing the youth and, and, and taking advantage of, of what these guys do to, to, um, to make the, the current team better, you know, and, and I, I think that's so important, um, you know, for us going forward and we, we can't, um, I, I feel like we can't go, um, girl, we, we're not going to go to where we need to go unless we get rid of Tom Tibbon. It's, it's really nothing, nothing to it. So I, like, like I said, the signs are pointing for us to get, um, to get, um, this guy, this Brunson kid, Rick is in my mind. I can't, I can't get the kid's name. Uh, but you know, this Brunson kid from from Dallas. Uh, it seems like we're probably going to get him. You know, I don't know how we're going to get him. We're going to have to make a trade in some some kind of way. Uh, the front office might have to trade certain guys just to get them off the roster, so Tom Thibodeau won't play those guys over the guys that we bring in. So I mean, like if if we got to do that, then Tom Thibodeau got to go, man. You know, if if you have to do things like that to confuse Tom Thibodeau to force him to play certain guys by eliminating certain guys from the roster. Then we need to get rid of him as a coach. You know, I, I, I really can't get past it. Even a guy like Donovan Mitchell, say like Donovan Mitchell and this guy, oh, Goldberg, are supposed to be at odds now. So ultimatums and stuff like that have been put out there from, from Goldberg's side of things. You know, these are rumors, you know, uh, about splitting them up because they can't play with each other anymore. Okay, say like the Knicks have all these assets. We have all these young players. We have all of our draft picks and stuff like that. So we can make a play for players like this. You know, the Brunsons and the, and the Donovan Mitchells of the world. We can make a play for these type of guys. But um, we still have Tom Thibodeau as the coach. 
You know what I'm saying? So if we get rid of these guys, you know, then then what's going to happen um, when it comes to roster development? What's, what's, what's going to happen? Um, once we get Brunson, is Brunson going to be standing on the corner waiting for Julius Randle to give him the ball? You know, if we get Donovan Mitchell, if that is Donovan Mitchell going to be standing there one-on-one with nobody cutting and just like Donovan Mitchell just score 30? If he can't score 30, we're going to lose? Shit is crazy, man. You know, um, Lucas, he, he mentions um, Lucas Samanik. Uh, you know, I don't know what happened with Luca. He got hurt and um, the, the Knicks just, just waved him. They waved him to, to give a, a chance to, to this, for this kid here. Um, for Ron Hunt, but um, for Ron Hunt never got his chance. He never got a chance to to get not even one minute on the basketball court, um, with with the Knicks. So you know, you know, it it is what it is, man. I mean, like a guy like um, like Samanik, you know, was he gonna get time with Obi Toppin here and Julius Randle? Probably not. You know, but if we're losing and stuff like that, it, it would have been nice to see him bring him up here. But it, like I said, the argument comes right back to to Tom Thibodeau. Will Tom Thibodeau play these guys? We got Ralph Diaz here. Let's go, Ralph. Yeah, man, uh, Mr. Ralph, we're waiting for 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 um for this guy uh, State to pop in here. You know, so I don't think State is gonna come here. Uh, State is is working. So um, you know, I, I would open up the chat for you guys to come up in here, but I mean, you know, this, this um this is kind of kind of like messed up today. But um, you know, I'll I'll be back uh, another night. Uh, maybe maybe I'm thinking maybe Wednesday. So like I said, I'm gonna try to be more more consistent. Uh, that that way I'll have things on the, on the docket so you guys can just uh, follow me or whatever. You know, the Die Hard Hour is about nine nine thirty. Between eight eight and nine thirty, you'll you'll see me pop up on up on here. But like I said, I'm gonna try to be more consistent so you guys know when I'm popping up on here and uh, we we can uh, act accordingly. So anyway, I, I'm gonna end the podcast and then I'll I'll catch you guys another time. Uh, shout out to State. You know, State. Um, me and State will will um, link up again soon. Um, you know, like I said, the State is working. You know, but um, you know, at, at this time, man, I can't can't wait for him any longer, man. We should we should have been um rocking, um, you know, forty five minutes ago, you know, but we had to start it late, and it, it is what it is, man. Let me see what comment is talking about. Uh, I would like to trade our eleventh pick for the Spurs twentieth and twenty fifth. You know, this is something that I would do. I, I would do that because there's nobody really at the eleventh spot that's really that that crazy for me. But if you're gonna do that, then you might as well package that eleventh pick and a, and a, and something somebody else to get us a starter in here. You know, so as, as soon as I, I, I say that um that I'm about to get out, out of here, State pops up. <laughs> so what's good, State? Oh, State just deleted himself. All right. So, I mean, State just popped up. So we'll see what, um, let's see if State pops back in. If, if State pops back in, then, um, then we'll, we'll get, we'll get the second part of the show in. All right. So here goes State. You hear me, man? Hey, shit. How's the audio? I can hear you, but can you hear me? I cannot hear shit. Get the audio together, my man. Mr. State, he's here now. We were supposed to talk about... um, who we can add to the roster to to improve? We're gonna pick um three different um I guess three different criteria. I not hear myself. Oh, you was hearing me swear. <laughs> yeah, I can hear everything you're saying. Oh, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, what's up, buddy? My bad, yo. I, I got I got a new like um my new boss, my new 
yeah, my new boy, she like, she's a female, and I look at them like aunties, so I couldn't tell her no. So I kind of did her a favor, but she, she she be holding me down, so my bad. But I'm here, though. What's up? I got you. Hey, man. Well, I, in the beginning of the show, I was talking about um, uh, Shaheen Holloway and his mm. situation. But that situation connects right into Tom Thibodeau. So I already went through the whole the whole video, whatever. You, you saw the um the video? Yes, I did. And I seen what he said, which a lot of it is kind of like, it was kind of false. Like the, the I guess the timelines was mixed up when he was talking about. Because I think I think Oak was was traded in like nine six, I think it was. And I I don't know, but whatever the case may be, like Oakley, he said you you brought up Oakley, he brought up Mace, RP, um, Anthony Mason, and um. Yeah, well, Oakley, Oakley, I think was traded right after that, because Oakley, Oakley got traded right before the um uh, the ninety nineties. That's that's when we got Cammy and all those guys. Oh, all right. So, he, so Oakley was there. Yeah, he he was basically you know he he was bringing that up, but the part that <laughs> the part that alarmed me was when he was talking about how he was a young guy battling for minutes, and um Thibodeau <laughs> kind of shot him away, and then put the vet in the spot <laughs> and then Nick fans, we caught wind of that and you know, we ran with it. So it was, um, I mean, Hey, like his story is wishy-washy, but at the same time, I could kind of believe some of those old school principles that, and stuff that he said about this. Cause I seen it right before my eyes. Like he don't care about who's better than who he's going to ride with his guys. He don't care about no game plan. He wants his own game plan. He want to do what the hell he want to do. You want to make up these lame fake excuses at the end of the season talking about oh I wish I played the kids sooner like I listen I, I'm I'm too grown for that man you gotta stop lying man so hey either you want to defend Tibbs or or you want to defend this guy or you against this guy or you against Tibbs either way it's like it's a story for both sides. Well, I mean the, the thing about it you know I was I was connecting with it is be, is because um um that's that's the same thing that's happening now. Because I mean, we had like four or five point guards on the roster. If if you count Brooks, we got like five point guards on the roster. So so you mean to tell me that um that that um Rose is wrong? Rose and Walker were wrong for saying that that Deuce was was um was not busting their ass in practice. He was competing with them in practice, so he was showing them what what he can do in practice. You know, I I also brought up um, Miles Turner. Shout out to um Julius Chandler. You know, he he, um, he corrected me. It's um uh, Miles. Excuse me, Miles Powell. You know, Miles Powell, when he came in, and he was saying that he was he was chirping last year, saying that he was busting their ass in practice. You know, saying that, but that got him in trouble. That got him kicked off the team, basically, because I guess you don't do that. That's something that you don't do. One one guy I want to bring up too that was kind of famous too. Uh, remember Lavar Postel? Lavar Postel said that he was better than Houston and Spreewell. It's just that they get more um, they get more playing time than he does. You know, next thing you know, um, you know, Postel was out the league on no team he never got no tryout for no team at that point because I, I guess with the coat the like the fraternity in the nba you just don't do that especially during that time period where, where the veterans ran the show you know yeah. like rookies can't come into the league saying i'm better than than the vet you know you just couldn't do that but i mean tom Thibodeau seems to be doing that now in 2022 while we look at a team like boston we look at a team like the pelicans we look at a team like phoenix that that um they got coaches that are playing everybody it doesn't matter when you came in the NBA. If you could play, you know, the, even like a, a team like the Nets. How many young guys have he has he used Steve Nash this year to save their season when, when they had so many injuries and stuff? You know, if it was Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau would just let the would let the floor burn beneath you just for his principles about about um, playing veterans and stuff like that. 
what those coaches got in common that you just said? Um, Willie Green, Monty Williams. And what was the third team you said? Uh, was the, but um Boston. In Boston, what's the what's, what's all three coaches got in common? They weren't born in the fifties. <laughs> well, it's more to it than that. <laughs> but yeah, anybody who's watching the show, what 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 do those three coaches got in common that Tibbs don't got? Airline? I don't know. <laughs> like we like when I hear those coaches talk, I feel like. I can relate to them. Like when I hear Tibbs talk, I feel like he lying to me. I feel like he's never telling me the truth. It's always coach speak. I don't like coach speak no more. He can't game me no more. Like he could have, if he if he would have adjusted this season properly, I think we would have no, we wouldn't really get out get at that man. But the the fact that he had no accountability this season, he didn't he didn't adjust. He did the same thing over and over. I can't believe anything he says when he says stuff like, when we trade for Cam Reddish, he says, my rotation is set. When, when, remember when he said that? We was in the midst of like a five-game losing streak, bro. Literally, like, how dare you say your, your rotation is set? Set for who? Who who, who these guys fighting for minutes for, dog? <laughs> And then people say, oh, you know, our rookie's not good. The Warriors got Wiggins, they got Otto Porto Jr., they got Andre Iguodala. I ask you, dog, if you had a guy like Kaminga, would you even be like, yo, would you even say why is Kaminga not playing? We would never have that combo. You see those three guys I just named ahead of them? That's all productive vets, yo. All young vets, they even young or old, but they all produ- that's not Alf, that's not Alfred Payton. That's not Reggie Bullock. That's not that's not Evan Fournier and Alec Burks. Well, you know, the back back to what you were saying earlier about the coaches. What what's the the, the difference? I, I know I know the you know physically it is black coaches, right? But you know, I don't I don't think that's what it is. Um all the no. coaches get the playoffs, it's not that simple either. Um, that what, what um what's what connects them is the fact that they all played in the NBA, right? The, they're the all innovative. They all played in the NBA. Like, was they all play, two of them played guard positions, right? Willie Green played the guard position. Marty Williams played the guard position. Like them dudes played basketball before. And and they from the era too, because I mean Monty Williams was drafted by the Knicks, never got a shot. You know, uh, if you, if you look at if you look at his playing career, you know, I'm gonna have to you know jump to hoops with, with reach, I mean, with um with this website here. But but he did play basketball. You know, he I think he played for the Spurs for a little while. You know, he had to bounce around the league and and, and prove that he could play, prove his worth in the NBA. They didn't give him a shot in, in, with with the Knicks. He had that heart problem too. But you know, there's a couple of things that goes on with that. Let's let's um I'm I'm just um let me let me get this together. All trolling aside, it's never a, a, a black and white thing when it comes to coaches. It's either you could coach or you can't. It's either you can Nick Nurse your way to a damn championship or you could Tom Thibodeau your way and look ass. So it's it's never a black and white thing when it comes to coaches. Like, that that Memphis coach, he's a great – what's his name? Finch? Chris Finch? Right. I, yo, I love that dude. He's a great coach, yo. And his demeanor is – his demeanor is always like – he always calm. 
Like I, I can't deal with the we just I, I don't know man. I can't deal with the, the the screaming and stuff no more. Like I, I I don't know. But the the thing is screaming for what? You know, you're screaming just to make everyone uh, forget that you have no coaching, that you have no basketball experience. You know, I mean, Udoka, you know, he actually got drafted by the Knicks too. You know, there's another um, common denominator between him and um, Monte Williams. Same type of player. You know, end up end up playing for San Antonio as well. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, wasn't it made a big? No, nah, he, he was basically the same thing as Monte Williams. They were like um, swingmen. Swingmen. Yeah. What's the other kid you said from from Memphis? The Memphis coach. You said uh, Taylor Jenkins. My fault. Yeah. Chris Finch. Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, he's a yo yo. Taylor Jenkins is a great coach. So it's not no. It's it's never a black and white thing. Right. I would like to know Taylor Taylor Jenkins um story. You know, like how you know how how did he ascend into into getting to become a coach and stuff? But you, what the the other thing I'm getting at is, you know what they're trying to do. Like these teams, they know how they're trying to attack. I'm watching the playoffs. These teams is attacking mismatches. They haven't the 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 offenses is so complex. Like I'm watching Dallas. Like even if you got two standstill players, right? I'm literally watching Dallas always have one weak side action. They guys know where to know where to be. You always got one guy cut into the rim. And they and like you know what they're trying to do. They're trying to five out, spread you out, spread the floor. They ball handlers try to get to the rim. They're trying to hit the corner three every time. Who's they their coach? You apart. Jason Kidd. Another former basketball player. One of the, the top Arguably a top five point guard of all time. Arguably. Yo, Golden State is um they credit Mark Jackson for, for for setting the table there, which he did. Yes, you he know, did. he set the table there. But Steve Kerr is also a, a guy that won in this league. He won in San Antonio and won with the Bulls. Yep. You know, he had a long um career, or whatever. So I mean these guys see the game, they understand camaraderie, they understand how to get the best out of out of guys, especially like a guy like like Kerr that was at the end of the people's benches towards the end of his career, mm-hmm. you know, just, just being ready and stuff like that. So you got to be able to see the game through the eyes of, of a player. So if you if you're just looking at it from from a from a standpoint of like um like a Tom Thibodeau did just like like who gave him his shot? You know I don't I don't remember like like Tom Thibodeau um you know like his names don't ring bell in basketball circles as far as playing basketball. So how did he get his shot? You know somebody somebody um hooked him up with it, with with this job, and um you know and that's that's how we got it. I just don't know his story. But outside of that, there's nothing that I can that I can um go to and say okay Tom um, Tom Thibodeau played here. He played there or whatever. Spolstra actually played. You know, Jeff Van Gundy played somewhere, you know, uh, um, you know, in, in D3. He was a starting point guard in D3. Stan Van Gundy also played. So there's certain guys like that you can go to and you can actually look at that. They say, oh, they play. You know, but Tom Thibodeau, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that link or if anybody can direct me into where he played at. You, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he has to keep that stick in, in, order, in order to keep his on his job. And he's doing it up until this up until this day. Yo, that's crazy how you made it like the the connections between like these coaches and these teams that's actually doing well in the playoffs, man. It, it's so beautiful. Like and 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 don't get me wrong, like not every coach has to play basketball to be a great coach. But yeah. at the same time, um, I would prefer that. <laughs> well, shout out, shout out to this guy, Doc Rivers. Um Doc, what did what did Doc Rivers do to Embiid, man? You know they were up by like twenty something. What the fuck was MB doing in the game for him to get um to get fucked up the way that he did? Now, now he might not. He has an orbital um um you face know uh, yeah face fracture. You know so he might not play in the next round. 
You know, but meanwhile, in the game that he got hurt, they, they were up by 20. What the fuck was he doing in the game? That sounds like uh, Tom Thibodeau, right? And uh, who was um, his top assistant? You know, uh, who was um, Doc Rivers' top assistant when they won? Tom Thibodeau. So Tom Thibodeau just repeating shit that other people did because he's faking it. It's the, that's the point I'm trying to make. He's been faking it this whole time. Yeah, he got RJ hurt the same way. You're playing a 40 minutes of meaningless game. You try to win the game for no reason. Instead of trying to see see all your guys on the roster, see who can play what, see who's your future, you you try you playing Alec Burks forty. Man, come on, man, come on, man. You can't do stuff like that. If they lose, that's on Doc Rivers. That's on nobody else but him. You can't have your best player in the game. You up thirty, bro. Let that man sit down. Play a young guy. Get him some minutes out there. You will see Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr throw his team up twenty. He throwing them young boys out there. You, you can understand why Kaminga not getting no minutes. I understand. Like, anybody who watched the Warriors, I mean, why would you complain if Kaminga not getting regular minutes in that rotation? I'm not playing Kaminga over Eagle Dollar in the playoffs. But I know I love kids, bro, but I'm trying. <laughs> That's just a logical decision to me. <laughs> but, but check it. Kaminga got his chance to play on Golden State. You know, he held them down when they had their injuries and stuff. But now, you know, they got their, their veteran guys coming back in. And it's not like these veteran guys are Alec Burke or anything like that. These guys are like, you know, you know, going to go down as like some of the great basketball players that ever played. You know, these are the guys that came back in. So Kaminga could take, could, um, could you know, take a year off per se, you know, and then get ready for next year. Because next year, they're going to put him in there. He's going he's gonna to get his shot next year. That's next a fact. You know? That's a fact. That's a fact. But that's how you, that's how you develop I mean, I can understand, but it once again, it's not like he's sitting behind Alec Burks and, and, and Evan Fournier. If you got a guard drafted that high, or even if you got a young guy in general, if you 12 games under 500, there's no way how you don't throw them boys out there. Even if you like, you trying to you trying to up you trying to improve your assets, right? And at the same time, you're trying to see if these young boys is long-term keepers. And we mismanaged, well, not we, but Tibbs really mismanaged this season, man. He really did. And I like the way how the playoffs is going. I like the way how these coaches is, is making adjustments, something I'm not used to. I'm not used to watching players cut. <laughs> I'm not used to spit drag picking roles i'm not used to spain picking roles flex screen i'm not used to that um i'm not i'm not used to it in the playoffs where where the rotations are wide open that the guys are, are getting a shot to play they're making adjustments on the fly guys are getting a chance to play guys that, that are coming in there are not just coming in there wild and energy they're coming in there they know what's going on they, like like if, if the coach calls on them they, they could come in the, in the game and, and contribute you know not just playing off off of energy you know what i'm saying like the they are. Like, I, I, listen, man, I, I love what I'm seeing in the playoffs, man. It's one of the most exciting playoffs I've seen in a while. I'm kind of annoyed that the Knicks ain't a part of this. Because the road to the finals is not hard after you get off the first round and be hurt. Who you trust, Miami? I ain't scared of no damn Miami. So, look. Let me let me mention you because you talked about Memphis, right, with their coach. Um, who do they got starting right now as, as a starting power forward? Xavier Tillman. Xavier Tillman, um, I'm looking at his stats now. He only averaged um, 13 minutes a game this year. But how was he starting, 
you know, for, for the Memphis Grizzlies right now. The Memphis might win a championship, you know, and they got a guy like Xavier Tillman starting for them. And he's still not really giving you that much of, of a of thing, but they, but he's put him in, in the spot because he knows that he can what how he can get the most out of certain players. You get what I'm saying? Like a guy like Tom Thibodeau wouldn't do that, you know, and at the same time, he's given to uh, Tillman um, a shot to, as, a, as a starter in the playoffs, but still um, has his guy, um, Brandon Clark, to come, you know, behind him to 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 do whatever, man. You know, you have to utilize all your players. You cannot just show up in the playoffs with only six guys and don't even look down the bench to see who else you have or how you can take advantage of certain players, uh, certain matchups on against other teams. Come on, man. You know, that, that's what aggravates me so much about it, about this whole thing. Yeah. Tibbs is a sad individual. I hope he get it together, though, player, because they learn a lot uh, a lot from different coaches. Well, Tibbs ain't learned a lot when he, was, when he took that year off, because I don't take no stock in what he did in the season before this one. This season – He's still the same dude. You're on the same offense from the season before. Still the same, just same everything. It's the same, same, same. Yeah, I mean, like coaches get better by talking to other coaches. It's a fraternity. He was in the USA program, you know, so he got a chance to talk with Coach K and all these other guys to just to learn different philosophies. And, well, oh, maybe you should add. Because I'm, I'm saying, like, me and you are here talking on a podcast. How many other people have podcasts they give their opinion and people, oh shit, I never thought of it that way. Or you say something to me that I like down, I never thought of it, or I might say something to you that might that might throw you off too. Like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm quite sure basketball guys sitting there talking to each other. I'm a coach, this is what I do. Hey, yo, Tom, I think you should do this. I think you should this is what you should add to your to what you this might work for what you what you're trying to do. Oh shit, I think that I think you're right. You know what I'm saying? Again, with your peers and you're you're just talking basketball, you know, that there's no way that Tom Tibble can't it, it's not getting the information from these guys no. you know uh, unless they're around him yes men and him around around the, oh yeah Tom Thibodeau is my guy yeah yeah uh, only being with it with, um you know talking to him because I want to get a job later you know I, I'm thinking of it that way you know you know so I'm hoping that's not what it is you know but if, you, if you're sitting there talking to a D'Antonio you're talking to a coach K or you're talking to or Steve um Kerr all these guys that, that are involved with team USA how do you not get better as a coach you know you just straight stuck in your ways and that's it so so I seen, <laughs> I seen a clip um, from another pod, and Frank Katz was speaking, and he was talking about the Knicks, and the Knicks had the 11th ranked defense this season. And I'm gonna ask you a question: What did your eyes tell you about the Knicks defense this season? Yo, man, we had the 11th ranked defense this season. What your eyes told you though? I mean, listen. The, the, a lot of t- a lot of times, it, it looked like we had no no um of defensive scheme. Like it was just like whatever happens happens. We're not going to make adjustments. Guys shoot threes. We're still going to let them shoot threes as much as they want. You know, it's you know that that's that's Tom Thibodeau. You know, he just has like a, a, a this is what I want to do, and, and we're not going to deviate from it. You know, like like if if you're asking me like were we a good defensive team, you know, I guess if you want to say ranked eleventh, that's like right in the middle. I guess we were right in the middle of the pack. You know, I don't know. So, <laughs> um, the fact that so let me ask you another question. Fred Katz also said, "Well, it's the talent on the roster." So you think Tibbs didn't have the players to run his scheme, or was he the problem? 
Well, according to some numbers, IQ is like one of the greatest defenders in the NBA, right? According to um, some of the numbers out there that, that, that you put out there, um, Obi Toppin too has some of the those those um, uh, deep cut numbers that people like to throw out there. I think you did that. You you threw um, Obi and IQ's number. They were like top five in the NBA in defense or whatever. Obi, I mean, like the fact that you know I gotta hear this propaganda and hear people say, you know, Tibbs didn't have the horses. What do you mean he didn't have the horses? So next season, when he has the horses, because I know we're not going to get all of these, a lot of these trades that we talk about, bro, a lot of them is pipe dreams. If you've been a Knicks fan for about 20 years, um, we could talk the trades and stuff. It, it, it sounds good, but nobody's coming to save us. And a lot of people don't want that smoke. So, I mean, hey, man, it's tough, man. So, I mean, how do we get better? Because I mean, that that's that's um, you know, that, that's what you wanted to talk about. You want you wanted to to um, to bring in three three ways that we would improve the team. Um, first way is all right. Now, if I'm gonna put the third thing into the first thing. So the first thing I would do this offseason is I would attach, I would definitely attach a first to get off of some of these contracts that we have. I would attach a future first. And then while attaching a future first, I'm resigning Mitch and I'm resigning RJ. So basically the first thing is like tying them together. So I'm gonna assume just to be realistic that we get the 11th pick in this scenario, just to be straightforward, um, we get the 11th pick. So I would deal, I would swap 30 for Jalen Brunson. Um, and I would pay, damn, this is, this is tough. I would pay Jalen Brunson 20 million. I would pay RJ at least 28 million. And I would pay Mitch at least 14 million. 14. 20, 14, 20, 14, 14. That's, that's damn near like 60 million in those two players. So I'm basically saying to Jalen Brunson that this is basically your show. <laughs> that's what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, um, after Jalen Brunson's um, you know, run the last year, are you saying Jalen Brunson, this is your show? This is your show. This is you and RJ's show. It's y'all show. It's y'all turn. Once I swap Randall for Jalen Brunson, you got to give him the keys. He's not coming here to play all ball. Why would you take away from his game? So the selling point would be now, now let's say 20 million is sound crazy. Let's say we could get him at least 18 million per and it go up to like 80 million in like incentives. That's probably like 18 million, 18 million per. That sounds way better than 20 million. <laughs> 20 sounds crazy. But um, I know he's gonna get his money. He's gonna get 20 million at least. So I would definitely do that swap. But the reason why Dallas would want to entertain that swap is because they don't have a dominant front court player and they're already in luxury tax. You hear stories like the, the, the New Jersey Nets, they just lost at least $175 million since COVID. And Kyrie Irving wants a five-year, 200-something, whatever, million-dollar deal. And how the hell are you going to pay him? 
when you just lost 175 million. So all you got to take all of that into account. So if I have to attach a first round pick to get off other long term deals, or to get off Randall, and to attach a guy like Evan Fournier and Burks in that deal, I would do it, and I would do it for Jalen Brunson. I would definitely do that. Shit, I give him that pick back. <laughs> you want your pick back? <laughs> but I don't. Nah, I don't think. Nah, matter of fact, I'm not giving him that pick back. I think that's a fair trade. Randall's a talent. I'm not going to do the one Randall like that. And they don't have no front court help. Well, you who's your premier front court player for Dallas? Miles Powell. Yeah, Miles Powell's. He's a trash heap player. Dog water. <laughs> so now with the lottery pick, right? Well, you traded the lot. You, you you kept this year's pick, or you gave I kept this year's pick? pick. I kept this year's pick. Um. Now with the lottery pick, now that you know you got Brunson, you got Brunson, you got RJ, you got Mitch, you got all those guys in the building. You still got Obi. You still got IQ. I mean, yeah, you still got IQ. Um, you still got Quinn Grimes. Um, now with the eleventh pick. You could go either way. Now you could go wing. I would really go wing here since you resigned Mitch already. And I would just pick a wing. I feel like the guard spot is locked up already. If, are we going to trade Derrick Rose? I think that's another question that needs to be answered. I think that's, yeah, that's another question that needs to be answered. But besides that, yeah, you trade, swap Randall for Jalen Brunson. Um, Give Jalen Brunson a four-year, $72 million with incentives to go up to $80 million. Resign RJ. Uh, hypothetical, for a hypothetical sake, I'm going to say his contract probably starts at like 28 to 30. Whew, that boy, bro. I hope you prepared for that smoke. Who's that? that that's RJ? Yeah. Whew, that sounds like whew. So, I mean, the, the starting lineup will be Obi Reddish, Mitch, um, Brunson, RJ, right? Now, so, and that, now, in that um, Jalen Brunson deal, now that's when I would try to get Dort, um, Vinley Smith. Who's that? The, um, Doris Vinny Smith. Damn, I can watch. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Dallas? Yes. Right. Vinny Smith. I like D and D wing. Hold on. I keep saying his goddamn name wrong. But that's what I would target as well in that trade. So if I gotta give up a couple seconds, I would. Because Dallas is gonna be in Cap Hell and I know Mark Cuban does not like paying the luxury tax. So I think they would want to shed some salary. They got a lot of dead players too, man. They got Tim Hardaway Jr. as a dead player, Trey Burt. A lot, a lot of guys that dead um that were hurt last year. That are just dead, dead weight players. They, they, they can't really do nothing for their roster. Mm. Well, I don't want none of those guys. <laughs> what is, what is it? Jimmy. Well, I mean, we're giving them not for nothing. If we trade in Julius Randle for, for Brunson, we're giving up the better player. You know, we so are. I mean, Visa? I said we are. Right. So I mean, add, adding like the Finney Smith to the to the deal wouldn't be so far from the from from the imagination, you know. Just to even just to make numbers work, and I'm not sure what what that kid makes. Let me see what he, what he makes. 
think he makes about like I think he make a, a good contract too. I think it's he a, makes decent money. I think. Get down to it. Uh, he makes he makes well he makes four million a year. Well, I know he got extended though. Yeah, he did. Oh, so that four goes up to twelve. Twelve. He makes twelve million. Yeah, 12, 13, 14, and then 15 in the last year. That's just about that's just around the money I want to pay care about this. That's just around the same type of money. But yeah, he'd be good and he's an instant starter. I trust the I like I like his game. I mean, he don't try too much. So I mean if, if you got Dorian Finney Smith here, who's he starting for? What's your starting lineup? If if you're saying he could be a starter, what's your starting lineup? Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett. Doris Vinny Smith, Obi Toppin, and Mitchell Robinson. So Finney Smith will be a small forward? I guess RJ would be my small. They could just switch it up. Whoever God who they could just switch it up. Both of them tall, lanky, they, they can switch it up. So who's your who's your um you you're saying Reddish will be a shooting guard? Reddish will be my backup three. So I mean, what's the starting lineup then? You you, you said um Brunson, right? Um, RJ Barrett, George Vinnie Smith, they could probably like swap, it doesn't matter. Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson. Yep, yeah, so where's your shooting guard? Did you put a shooting guard in there? No, just RJ Barrett and Vinnie Smith. That's your wings. So RJ is the is your shooting guard then? Whoever it is, you can't be the shooting guard. Yeah, I guess RJ. He'll go back to the position he played when he was a sophomore rookie or his rookie year. But it depends on the matchup. And then you got you got um, Reddish coming off the bench? Yeah. I'm just that that's a Tibbs move. That's just a Tibbs thing. That's not a me thing. I mean, listen, I'm with it. I, I can make it work how however it, it goes, man. But I mean, you know, you you, you um it does does Finney Smith even shoot threes? Is he a is he a shooter? He, yeah, he, he shoots a lot of threes. Yeah, he, he's um he attempts five a game. He makes two. He's at thirty nine percent. So he's a three point shooter. Yeah, you can knock him down. You can knock him down. I mean, he he ain't the shit. He ain't the flashy toy. I think that's what it is. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good pick. That's a solid pickup for for thirty. <laughs> yeah, for for him and Brunson, you know, that's that's a decent. Yeah. I'm with it, man. I'm just trying to get the thoughts, um, you know, on together with this. So, so your thought process is off your bench. See, this is see. This one to get muggy. This is when stuff get muggy. Cause I just named you the star five, right? Correct. Now, my bench unit would be Quick, Grimes, Radish. The other two, I don't really give a damn, but. Quick, Grimes, Reddish. Now, Tibbs, this is why I don't like Tibbs. Because if it was me, I'd be playing small ball once Mitch is off the floor. Unless the other team got more bigs. So I try to like throw in Jericho Sims in there. So you got to find me a backup four and a backup five. A backup five, I would want a guy who could shoot threes and protect the rim. Or you could just get me a goon. <laughs> Somebody who just fight all day. <laughs> just well, I think that, that'll be Finney Smith. Finney Smith will be that guy. Yeah, he a goon, but I need another one. I need one more. 
my team is they too nice. You didn't you didn't do nothing with Fournier. Fournier's still on the roster. Oh my goodness. So I mean, in the beginning, you were saying you would you would attach a first round, future first round pick to get rid of um some of these um these yeah. veterans. So yeah. you, you would do that? Yeah, I, I definitely would. I definitely would. Cause there's no way like you jammed up, you jammed up your wing position. Like I'm not playing Evan Fournier and Alec Burks over Cam Reddish next season. I don't want to see Evan Fournier, Alec Burks play no more. It's, it's kind of pointless. I don't. They not guard. You see them young boys in play? You see who Boston to play? Who the who 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 them, who, who them guys guard? <laughs> you see them? We watch them play. <laughs> they would get schemed out of the game in terms of putting them right back in the game <laughs> at the six minute mark, like you always do. <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. But you you can get um value out of out of what Fournier does. You know, he just has you to can. You can. You, know? you got to find the right sucker. So if you're talking about a sucker, then then how are we getting rid of Fournier? Because because you you're, you're down you're talking badly about Fournier, which might which might be um you know warranted whatever. But if you if you're thinking that way about Fournier, other people think about him the same way. Then now he's a shooter though. However, uh, other fans don't think of the uh, Nick players the same way we do. I've seen Portland fans be like, nah, go get Randall. Like I've seen it before. Yeah. But at the same time, we do get the most disrespect though from other fan bases and even from Nick fans. Like I've right. seen Nick fans talk all day about trading the, some of our young boys. I'm like, yo, damn, right? You're not trying to talk about how to get the team better. You just want to trade the young boys. So you you want your star father to be Donovan Mitchell or Randall, huh? All right, but listen, so also in this thing, like you're, you're talking about um uh, dress keeping the eleven number eleven pick and then yeah. drafting a wing, right? Yep. So where's that wing playing? If you got Grimes, if you got uh Reddish coming off the bench, Fournier still not dealt with, you know. Where, where, where does the the young wing um come from? Where, and where does he play? Uh, he could do. He could be DMP. It's winning time. Let somebody get hurt. You know, somebody going. It's Tibbs, man. You know, it's, it's inevitable. Like they don't smoke the glove, bro. <laughs> you going to get his time? I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even talk about young play playing at the moment. You know, I don't even. That doesn't because next next season we're trying to go to the playoffs. Y'all know we got we got probably we probably might have the uh, record of most like draft picks in the rotation at the same time. Probably like six or seven of those boys. We don't need to see all of them. I wouldn't even care if that guy is getting DMP personally for me. But if one of them young boys thinking it up, then I'm gonna start caring. See, I me, mean, I can critique what you're saying, you know, you know, but um, for me. For me, I, I I can I can go so many different ways. I I could just blow the damn thing up. I don't care. But me, I I cannot I cannot sleep at night until Tom Thibodeau's off this fucking roster. Because I mean, like just I, I, from the this, from people that was watching from the beginning when I was talking about um Sheehan Holloway, that story to me resonates with me because it's like yo, uh, Sheehan Holloway, you you you're, you're playing too good and you're, you're busting my favorite player's ass. Go sit in the corner somewhere. I don't give a fuck about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we cannot have a coach on a roster that's gonna do that to our players. You know that that's that's um simple as that. Cause I mean, like like um this guy, let's say let's say um Tom Thibodeau, he fell in love with um with this guy, uh Quentin Grimes, right? And Quentin Grimes is playing good in the center. Now what if we get um number eleven? Number eleven, we're supposed to be around here. Titan Williams is still there, okay? Maybe he might not be. Maybe we if we get Dyson Daniels, you know, or maybe one of these other guys, Benedict Maturin, or or one of these guys fall down. Johnny Davis falls down, and we draft Johnny Davis. What if Johnny Davis is busting Quentin Grimes' ass? And he deserves to play. 
or, or whatever, you know. So what, what are we going to do when we have a player, a, a coach that's not taking advantage of what guys are, are actually doing on the court? He just he just um, he's coaching from from a, from somewhere else. You know, he's not coaching yeah. what he has. Yeah, can't be can't BS me no more with the practice BS. That was mad BS. You can't tell me Alfred Payton was killing dudes in practice. You can't tell not you can't tell me that. So I don't want to hear practice about with these dudes. If he's playing good, play him. But obviously we can't see it because Tibbs we, Tibbs really played Obi Toppin like twelve minutes a game and just tried to say that's development. That, that's stupid. That's stupid. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. And then Quentin Grimes got got his shot. You know, he he got it. He got on um, within the good graces of Tom Thibodeau. But then as, as soon as um something happened, then he he was back. At, and then he had to wait till like another injury came in there in order to start start um utilizing Grimes again. You know, so I mean, I just don't get it. Grimes gets hurt. Um, Cam Reddish is here now. And he won't use Cam Reddish because he has. You know, it's it's all a bunch of garbage. It's all a bunch of nonsense. You know, on on his part. Nonsense. You know, so you know, I don't know. You know, like like if if it, if it could be up to me, if I could do if I could do three three things, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything. You know, I, I would uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade for nobody. I wouldn't do anything. I, I would just keep every everything that we have and just let it run like that. You know, um, you know, and and then like like for me, I, I would just need another coach that's going to utilize this roster better. It's as simple as that. Because as long as Rose is on the roster, we're not going to get um, take advantage of any anybody that we draft as a point guard. You know, as long as Fournier and August Burks is here, we're not going to utilize any of these shooting guards. You know, we got Deuce Deuce um could could um become something. You know, we we have guys on the roster like Grimes. Grimes could become that starter. We have so many guys on the roster that that could become what we need, but but it has to it has to do with um, you know, the the coach putting these guys in, in the proper position to to succeed. Tibbs crazy, bro. Yeah, watching coaches put all types of young boys on the floor in these playoffs, man. Dudes, yeah. you don't even know the name of these dudes, bro. I'm like Tibbs, but never. Yeah, I mean these guys, you know, they they all have talent. You you can use these guys in so many different ways. You know, everybody. There's a shot. There's a place for everybody to play. You know, there's a way to give everybody um play. But um earlier today, you know, I've been doing an off podcast, off off topic podcast with um, you know, with with Lee Valentin and um and um what's the name um Jarrell or whatever. We're doing talking about football and stuff. In football, you cannot hide your takes on football. Football, you can't just be like, oh yeah, all they just do is run on pick and rolls, or we need a guy that can do this. No, the, the football is that everybody has a position, and their position at their they have a job to do, or somebody's going to get killed out there. That's you a fact. You know what I'm saying? So you cannot hide your takes when, when you're talking about football. You have to know what you're talking about in order to get into that conversation. You know, but uh, but basketball, you could bullshit your way, uh, uh, you know, around around a basketball conversation. You know, so I, you know, I don't know, man. There's there's so many different ways that, that we we can utilize these guys. There's only five positions on the court. You know, um, you know, you know, we, we can we can work out this roster in in order to to make things happen for us. I, I think. Um, why does this guy average twenty seven and ten, bro, with two assists and two blocks, bro? <laughs> it's like the oh, godly numbers is that from Keegan Murray, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean those numbers are good, but I mean, in in I think in in the in the NCAA tournament, I don't think he showed those that that um skill set. Mm. From what, from what I remember, I don't know if anybody could correct me on that, but I don't remember him, you know, playing that well in Iowa, you know, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. It depends. It depends. Now, listen, I'm not, oh, wow, Portland. Portland is not keeping that pick. They definitely traded their lottery pick. 
If I was them, I would. Jabari Smith. I don't want to. I don't want Paulo. I'm, I see. I understand what you mean by when you say you can't rest until Tibbs is gone. Because I can only imagine Tibbs drafting a guy like Jaden Ivey and making him a corner hustler. Like, that would be so stupid. Right. Like, not trying to play fast. You're trying to post up. Y'all watch it. My highlight of the season is when Tibbs posted up Alec Burks five times straight, bro. The Knicks was up double digits. I can, yo, what game is it? I'm going to go back and watch it. I think it was within the last, like, four games. I couldn't believe my eyes, bro. I said, yo, he calling the same play again. Oh, well, right, right before he did that, we, we I think we was on a nice little run where IQ was running the show and we was running. And then he took all those guys out and then then five straight post-up plays for Burke. You know, it didn't make no sense. And, it, and I think I think before that, we tried to post somebody else up that never posted up before. It's like, you know, Tom Thibodeau don't know what the fuck he's doing, man. He doesn't know what he's doing. And, and you know, I hate to keep talking about it because it, it kind of like kills the conversation, but you, you can't get past it. You can't get past what um what what he's been doing. No, Tibbs is Tibbs is retarded. <laughs> nah, he's not retarded. Man. You doing some crazy stuff, man? He's a madman. Jabari Smith, Palau Bonchero. I don't want Tibbs using Palau Bonchero like he drew his Randall. How often so boring? It's not even exciting. <laughs> Well, I'm looking at the the um the brackets, right? So I think the Iowa Hawkeyes that that um this guy plays for this this dude Murray that we're talking about, yeah, they got beat by Richmond, 67 to 63, if I'm not mistaken. They got beat by the 12 seed um Richmond team, um 67 to 63. So I mean, you know, I mean the the only thing that I could say I could say that could save him is he he's not the point guard, so you know. I'm saying for the Iowa, he wasn't the point guard. Mainly in like college tournaments, I mean, you, your guard's got to be experienced, right, for you to get far into the tournament. Yeah, but he got he was averaging 26, so something must have been going on for the right for the guy. Yeah, 26. Oof, jeez. In that game that they lost, he, he had 21 points, nine rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. You know. Oh, he went out with a bang. That yeah. could be the drive sleeper. You know, bang. You think a guy like that would slip? Because I mean, like I said, right now, you know, after after your tournament, you know, a tournament like that, he probably will slip. A guy like King and Murray, he would have to show up in like the draft workouts and stuff like that. I, I, this this year's draft is all about who get the top picks. Um, if most of the teams with guards get top picks, most of the bigs would be gone. But if the teams with the guards get the top picks, then most of the guards will be gone. Like Shaded Sharp, Benedict, and Durham. People's going to be swinging for the fences this draft. This is going to be the draft where you're going to see a name. You're going to be like, why did they take him five? And then you're going to see the play, guy playing in December. You're like, okay, I see why he took him five. <laughs> right. This is going to be one of those drafts. Well, you know, another thing too, man, I'm looking at some of these guys' names here. I don't. I don't really like AJ Griffin, and I watch AJ Griffin turn out to be with like a like a the greatest player to ever play. But I mean, guys like Shannon Sharp, Benedict McMurray, Johnny Davis, on some of these guys, is Quentin Grimes better than them? I don't know. You I know didn't see enough Quentin Grimes for me to honestly say yes or no. That's the bad part. But weren't people saying that Quentin Grimes is, was? Uh, in fact, you were saying it that Quentin Grimes is like um, what's the dude from the Bucks? Queen Grind. Oh, Michael Red. <laughs> yeah, you saying Michael Red. Michael Red was was a big time scorer in his time, man. 
Yeah, I was on, I was on I my Nick Collins. I was on my Nick Collins. Wait, goalie, when he get hot, he can't miss. He does not miss. He can't create his own shot, though. That's true. Yeah. That's true. He, he needs plays a, hard in this, that, and the other, but. He, he needs a point guard. That's for sure. He definitely needs a point guard. He's one of those guys. He's one of those guys. He's not going to be able to get his own shot until like late in his career. No, not even late. So he probably like 24, 25. He'll probably get it down back. He could do it a little bit though. It's not like he 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 don't. He does do it a little bit. Well, he here's got- another guy, uh Cherry Ason, about the same um height and weight as um as as this dude, Keegan Murray. Uh Keegan Murray's six foot eight, two twenty five. This other dude, Terry Eason is um six foot eight, two sixteen. 25 points a game, nine rebounds, one assist, and all this. It's another guy. Let's we'll see, man. Let's we'll see. You could run that sim, though. You could run that on that lottery sim. Uh, run yeah. the sim again? Yeah, man. Let's see how this. Let's see. Right, Did <laughs> the Knicks go down? Now they're still right there at 11, man. Chances are we ain't moving, man. We ain't, we ain't going up to the top. I hit it again. Nope. Oh, man, chances are we're going to be right there. Tata Washington is waiting for us, bro. Yo, we, that's so disappointing, yo. Remember them game winners by Alec Burks? <laughs> Towards the end of the season? Yo, Tiz was getting his late wins in March on. Oh, that's all right, man. At least OB and quickly play well, right? <laughs> can't be doom and gloomy every time. The kids play well towards the end of the season. I take that. Yeah, you know, I take that to the bank. But hopefully, yeah, I mean, it's out to Tom. Man, Tom was here t- taking a look. He said, "Um, uh, Fournier did his job, though. You know, Fournier. Fournier did in the beginning. He didn't really play well because he's trying to fit in. But he he ended up breaking the Knicks three point shooting record. You know, if I, he found a role where he's like the corner three point um shooting king for us. You know, so." There was ways there that um that he contributed, but you know like like I said, just the leadership surrounding our players is just uh, it's our problem. Like if he if he can get Fournier going in uh, in a spot like that, you know then then we can get other things going too to to uh, to get the team to win. You know, like I look at a team like Dallas, like we we smoked Dallas um for two games this year. I'm looking at Dallas beat um you know beat Utah, and Utah is another team that that we um challenged this year. With, with with the with our with our roster, so there was two teams that on, in the West that I felt like that we that we could have beat them in a seven game series, and that's Dallas and Utah. You know what I'm saying? And the, the Knicks are not that far behind those two teams. That's a fact. I mean, one of those Dallas games, RJ definitely outplayed Luka Doncic. I definitely remember trolling on Twitter because of that. And he definitely locked Luka up that game too. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think we've been locking up um what's the name um a lot too, my man um Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. You know. Well, at least not not you know he's not playing like like his normal self, you know. I mean, what was his normal self? He, you know? he was always Donovan Mitchell was a spectacular player. Yeah. But I mean, that playoffs it kind of like scared me off from him a little bit. I mean, I still trade, I still trade for him, but that that playoffs it worries me. It reminds me of what Phil Jackson said about, him. and Phil basically said, small guards. I mean, he he basically called him a shooting guard that was six <laughs> one, and yeah. that's scary because I like I like guys who play both sides of the ball. 
So I don't know. Was he not trying because he just don't want to be there? All right. We'll see. I don't know. There's a lot of potential movement that we that we can make, man. But you know, if anything, too, like I, I'm not really enthusiastic about any of these draft picks. So if if there, if there could be like something else that we could do, I would take that 11 pick and stick it up somebody's ass, uh, and, and see if we could send it, send that person out to get another player in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't mind it neither. Because Tim, see, I don't feel like losing my mind anymore talking about young guys in minutes, bro. <laughs> he gonna make, yo, he's gonna make me. I'm gonna lose my headline. Messing with Tibbs, bro. I'm telling you, I'm gonna lose my hand while I'm messing with him. He's a funny you know, dude. I don't like that dude, man. Well, I mean, so like, like I said, like we 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 are like only one step behind with Dallas and, and things. I think we're better than Dallas, even with Luca. You know what I'm saying? But we're we're like a team that can compete with with those guys. We're like one step away from being in the playoffs, like the Atlanta Hawks. You know, we're, we're right behind them. The Boston Celtics. At one point of this year, the Boston Celtics was behind us in the right in the freaking um standings, bro. You know, you know what I'm saying. So that, like, we we could, we, like, we we're still we're right there. So if if you look at it from that that standpoint, maybe the Knicks, um, the front office think that way too. So so maybe maybe they might be thinking that the same thing, uh, trading this pick to see if they can get another player to add to what we're trying to do here. Who who's that said player though? See that, see, and that's where the meaningless wins come into play. Because you even if you wanted that said player, you can't get that said player with the 11th pick. Like that's well, I mean Brunson. How are we getting Brunson? That that's the Randall swap right there. That's the Randall swap with you attach Evan Fournier with that some some second rounders, get Jalen Brunson in the building and, and um Dory Finney Smith. But you're not giving up the you're not giving up no first in that deal. I mean Randall and, and Jalen Brunson is like I mean, if anything, if anything the, the Finney Smith is what makes it even. You know, Brunson and Finney Smith for Julius Randle. And maybe if we throw, like you said, if we throw in like a future pick or maybe like a second rounder, more than likely, second rounder, that, that makes more sense. You know? Yeah. I mean, but if nobody likes Fournier, so you throw, you stick uh, 11, the 11 pick up Fournier's ass and then trade him to, <laughs> you know, trade, him, trade him somewhere, you know, trade him to the Lakers or trade him to, you know, I don't even know. I don't know where you would trade him to. But if if, if there's a possibility to, to get a, like another uh, you know proven player, I think I would do that. I think I would do that because then because I, I trust uh, Quentin Grimes enough to do their to do their job. I, I trust Quentin Grimes to back up RJ at shooting guard. You know, so if we can get that that um make make a trade to get that next player in here to help us, I think that's what I would do. If anything, you gotta you gotta kill the log jam. It's all about killing the log jams. You can't just be trying to trade guys and then say oh like you can't go in the next season giving reddish dmps i fully expect for him to play you can't give him no dmps i don't i don't want to see i don't you know alec burks averaged the career high minutes last season <laughs> this shit is crazy <laughs> it's, it's like that's insane this is just insane if i'm lying yo yo if i'm lying i'm flying you average the career high minutes last season it's like a 32 year old Yes, as a 32-year-old. I hate that guy, bro. I hate that guy, bro. Tibbs is so Tibbs. I, I, I hey, Alec Burks is 30. He'll be he'll be 31 um at the start of next season. But still. I 
If he was nice, bro, I would have. We, we wouldn't be having this fucking convo if they was nice. Am I wrong? <laughs> I ain't wrong. Yeah, but Alec Burks is he could be used, but he needs to be a backup to somebody. You know, that's what he's been his whole career. He's never been like a like a, a, a starter, you know, a permanent starter in somebody's um, you know, starting lineup. You know what I'm saying? He's he's always been like if he did start, it was somebody way better than him next to him somewhere. You know, you know what I'm saying? He was a spot starter, if anything. <laughs> you know? I mean if Burks if Burks is here, I wouldn't mind, but I mean, you know. You, you you just have to um utilize um what's on your roster a little bit better. That's all that's all it comes down to. Utilize the roster better. Yo, you make me hate Tibbs even more, right? Because you so you so logical. I hate the motherfucker, man. Because I mean, listen, like like um you you made your scenario or whatever, but I I could rock with it. I could I could live with it. You know you know what I'm saying? Because I I could find the positives in 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 your thought process. You know, but but there's there's many different ways to to do things, and I, and I, I I see that as a as a fan of basketball. You know, there, there's so many different ways, and if somebody else can give me a, another opinion, I will listen to it, and I can say, okay, I can see where you're coming from, how we can get better that way. You know, because because when it comes down to, it, I don't care how we do it, as long as we do it. You know, I don't care how we do it, as long as it gets done. So that's where me and you differ. I care how we do it. Oh, I, I care how we do it because we did it. Every other way besides the way I want them to do it. <laughs> so, you know, I gotta be a little selfish then, dog. I'm sorry. They did the they did the chain for star crap. They did the uh, they did free agency, LeBron. Uh, I'm good. I wanna deal with the young boys. I wanna build yeah, but not for nothing. We did do that too. We we built with the young guys at one point. What, what, what we did. What we, did. we had uh, Wilson Chandler, we had Gallo, those are the guys we drafted at the time. You know, a bunch of young guys that we that we brought into the roster. That that instead of keeping them in here and waiting a year and signing Melo in the offseason, we traded all of those guys for Melo and we fucked ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Another situation is is um, right before, um, you know, the whole um, LeBron thing. You know, we had um, you know we did, we did have Jamal Crawford and we and we had um, Zach Randolph here. Young, they were they were still young at that time. You know, but at, on the same roster. We had Nate Robinson. We had David Lee. You know, excuse me. We had um, you know, Shane, uh, Shannon Fry. We had a bunch of young guys on that on that roster. But we decided to ch- to chuck all those guys to to the fire, um, you know, to, to to give us a shot to sign, uh, you know, LeBron and those guys. Man, so we so we did have those guys, and we did uh, utilize both situations to try to get that star player. You know what I'm saying? So now we're 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 in a spot to do the same thing. We'll see. Now looking at these chains, these. Bulls would never do it. Like y'all, I, I want to know who your weed man is. Because <laughs> that traded, they would never do that. That's not two K with the override or you can't make a trade like that. Rose Burks for you, Kevin Noel for Westbrook, Wendell Gabriel. Buy out Russell Westbrook. First of all, Mike K, I will never buy out Russell Westbrook. You're being very disrespectful. Um, you're being disrespectful. Like why would you know? We just got off of having Joaquin Noah's money. You want us to buy out somebody else? Your dog, man. Get your man. Get your man. Get your man. Get your Mike, Mike is Mike is my guy, man. I, I, I like Mike. But I mean, you know, Mike. Mike is. Um, he likes to throw Westbrook in different trades and stuff. But like, like the, the like adding Westbrook to 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 like to like this team. Like, if you if you want to talk about consolidating players, because look look how many players he put in there. He put Rose in there. 
who who is like like um just holding up a space for us. Burks is somebody that we don't want. Nobody wants Fournier. Nobody wants Kemba. Nobody wants Nerlens Noel. So it's not like he added any players that we wanted in the, in this mix. It's just about consolidating these guys to get them out of here. You bring right. Westbrook here, you know, and then buy him out. That, that 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 is a scenario. We could we could do something like that because that right. opens up all the all the space for the young guys to play. I can't. Nah, you're being disrespectful. James Dolan would never buy out Russell Westbrook. That's on my grave. He would not do that. All right, so so let's say let's say if we did a trade like this and we kept Russell Westbrook, then what? I just want him around young boys. Put him with it. That's what we have at that point. Yeah, that's just because he trade he didn't trade all over half of our our um, veterans. Taj go be the gatekeeper. <laughs> Get Taj the clipboard. Yeah, let them young boys fight it out. Yeah, let them curse each other out. You know, I I, I believe in it. I, I like Russell Westbrook because I've I've been watching him since I've been in high school. So it, it's that's a different type of love I got. When you watch the player for ten years plus, and you watch them like grow and evolve, and I understand like he's on the downside of his career. Like I respect greatness, so I, I would never disrespect Westbrook and ask him to take a buyout. That's OD disrespectful. That's not even logical to me. That's like asking that. That's like when Melo got his buyout. You know what they did? We buy him up or we traded him? I think we just outright traded him, and then he got a buyout from the, from another team and got all his bread. <laughs> and then they blackballed him from the league. So I, I think they probably do the same thing with Westbrook. If if he came to the Knicks and the Knicks um bought him out, I think he would get blackballed by the league. Um. Wow, that's interesting. That's a whole nother part. Yeah. That's a, yo, that's a whole nother part. Because I, you know what I thought about? As you said, I thought about AI. Yeah, I, it's the same I, situation. I thought about, um, I thought about Charlie Ward. I thought about Charlie Ward. Remember his situation? He got, I, I, was he kicked out of the league? It, it was Charlie or Rod Strickland. It was one of those two. Or was it Rod Strickland? David Stern actually like kicked one of those. That, I'm a, I'm gonna do my homework. David Stern definitely kicked one of those dudes out of the league. But it's bad. It, oh man, it's so many guys, bro. It's so many guys. It's so many guys, man. Yeah, but not for nothing. If the, if the Lakers wanted to do this, right, like just to um just to get uh, Westbrook's contract off the off the books, I think I would do that. <sighs> and if we decide if we decide to keep Westbrook just to have him on the roster for a year or so. You know, for, for shits and giggles while, while we developing our young guys to come up, I think it would work. Wait, hold on, hold on. It's a certain name that's not in that trade before we get out of here. I just noticed that. I never want to watch a star five with 30 and Westbrook on my team. So where's 30 going? Because that that's mad look. That woo, yo, imagine. Yo, imagine. Yo, imagine they come down the court, right? It's the first possession. Imagine Russ come down the court. He shoot a midi. He brick that shit. <laughs> the other team come down the court. They score a layup on Randall. So then the very the very next play, Russ come down the court again, right? Tries to throw it to RJ. RJ turns the ball over. They score again. So then the very next play after that, Randall gets an ISO. So imagine Randall getting this ISO. And he's sitting at the high post, and Russ is standing at the three next to him. What are we doing? With that? I mean, you, you just described our current team. 
<laughs> you just described our current team just now. That's that. nothing to do with Westbrook per se. You just described our, our current team. That's what we do. That's what we've been losing. Turnover City, boy. Woo, nah, man. But I, re I respect Westbrook a hell of a lot. So I, I, I would kind of, it depends. I would entertain that trade. If you're trying to really consolidate, you're trying to get rid of all those contracts at one time, talking to the Lakers is the best way to do it. It's a it's realistic option, though. I don't know if Leon Rose would do it, but I kind of think he would because let's say if you get Russ or you get John Wall, their contracts end that very offseason. So you'll probably be getting like 50 million in contracts. So, yeah. You see it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you see it, right? Lord have mercy. <laughs> You know, people are funny. Man. Oh man, I this, think um, this this person has came on before. I think it's time. Yeah, yeah it's time I, to go. What the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, oh my fucking God. Yo. <laughs> Yo, dog, nah, man. Let me, let me, let me get out of here, man. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, outro. Let me do it. We just out. This is what I Should I put it on the screen? Like, like, like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? That's one of those where you with your bitch and he say something crazy and y'all all look at him. They're like, yo, man, we hot. Yeah, cue, cue the fucked up music. Put some fucked up music in the background. Put the sexy music on. Next on the Dietics podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, last words is. Adam Silva, Debbie, Hope you guys have a blessed night. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate all of you guys in the chat um, who tuned in tonight. Um, hopefully, you know, we get all of this good, this good energy coming our way. And May 20th, we 20 we're exactly 18 days away. We're about to be 17 days away. So, oh, we'll see. So, Don, I want to highlight you. You have a blessed night. Um, yeah. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Thanks for thanks for rocking with us. Thanks, thanks for dealing with the um with the you know technical stuff and stuff that's going on with the podcast. Like I said, I gotta try to be more consistent. Whatever work work with some of the uh, other um podcasts out there to try to get uh you know a more of a more consistent spot. So you guys can know when we come on rather than just be random. And sometimes we we show up and sometimes we don't. Yeah, we gotta we gotta nip that shit in the butt, man. So thanks for um uh, for um keeping everything, you know. Thanks for for um for being here for us, and I'm just gonna keep it a buck with you guys, as always, man. So, anyways, boy, Eru four fingers to the forehead, took took a thumb salute. See you guys in the next one. Peace. <laughs>